As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable, the most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause like Paul Welcome to Anything is Potable, the Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packer, joined as always by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Celtics beat reporter from The Athletic, Jay King, ladies and gentlemen. And Jay is coming to us live from the press conference room after the Celtics demolish the Los Angeles Lakers 130 to 108, just completely blow them out. After a ugly, ugly first quarter, the Celtics come back, and Jason Tatum is back. Dennis Schroeder played an amazing game. Marcus Smart had an amazing game. It was just an amazing night for the Celtics. Jay, what was it like being in the building? It was an electric night. I mean, Bill Russell was there. Bob Kraft was there. Paul Pierce was firing up the crowd. There's always a different buzz for Celtics versus Lakers. And... So I mean, it, it's no surprise that it was like that, uh, but it was it was a great environment. And then the Celtics, like that's one of the better games the Celtics have played all season. After the first quarter, I thought they really took like Anthony Davis and LeBron's best in that first quarter, and then just kept plugging away. I thought Marcus Smart was huge, huge, huge to kind of keep them close in that first quarter and steady them a little bit uh, to to set them up to to overcome that early deficit. Yeah, the, the first quarter was ugly. I mean, Anthony Davis, 15 points. It just felt like the, the Lakers could not be stopped. But then the Celtics really just improved things tremendously on the defensive end. And then the Lakers just seemed bad uh, defensively, like just no rim protection whatsoever. And it really felt like Marcus Smart and Dennis Schroeder really took advantage of that. Um, just kept on attacking the rim, passing the ball movement just felt uh, a lot better tonight. And it, it cracked me up when Marcus Smart said that there were a lot of matchups for the Celtics to explore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there were. Like, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Russell holes. Westbrook, uh, Dwight Howard when he was in the game. Like, yes, he's, he's absolutely right. Uh, yeah. And then the, defensively, how they were able to play Westbrook was jarring. I mean, obviously, every team plays like that. But they're, they're just begging him to shoot. And... And shoot, he did. He was 5 of 13 Didn't tonight. do it too well. Didn't do it too well. Um, 
yeah, I, I thought that was just a really good team win. Smart, probably his best game of the season. Tatum, maybe his best game of the season. Al Horford was great. Schroeder was efficient. I thought, like, after that first quarter, the Celtics were very adamant about getting to the rim and not settling and beating the Lakers. I thought the the play that kind of symbolized the effort that they have was when Tatum had Westbrook on him and didn't let him off the hook, just got his shoulder into him, drew the and one, and then started screaming at the crowd in a show of emotion that Tatum doesn't always have. Um, but, he nearly uh, knocked Al Horford's hand off of him. I'm pretty sure Al Horford was like shaking his hand after the high five on that one. Uh, but it's interesting. <laughs> Tatum is that is like clearly had much better games in the last two games. Doris Burke was talking about on the broadcast about how like he really she really liked Tatum's like, approach of just being like, yeah, I'm going to struggle and not really losing his confidence. But he seems like to be playing with a different level of aggression. And he talked about him. I think the whole team did it tonight, but just they got to the free throw line 38 times tonight. When has the Boston Celtics ever created that many free throws? And Tatum got to the line seven times, but Horford drew a number of fouls, I thought. And just Dennis and Marcus Smart, with each had six assists. A lot of that come, came from driving kick. It just felt like the Celtics knew the Lakers had no one in the middle and just kept attacking, and that's why they were able to score so many points. So what was the run after like the, or the points after the um, first quarter? They outscored the, uh, I think this Lakers 112 76 after being yeah, down all 14. Of, all the tweets about the runs were, were cracking me up. <laughs> I think it's, it's Rob a had one that was like 66 to 44. And then I think uh, Bontemps had one that was like 112 to 76 or something like that. And I was like, that's not a run, guys. That's most of the game. Like, you can't just, <laughs> just say that's a run. That's no run. Like that's It's a go-to, absolutely a go-to t- uh, tweet. Uh, but it's it's absolutely true. They dominated the Lakers in the, in the final three quarters of that game, especially in the paint. Points in the paint. They had 56 points in the paint in this game, 26 in the first half, 30 in the second half. And it's awesome to get a win against the Lakers. It's awesome to get a win against the Lakers when you don't have Jalen Brown and Rob Williams who feel like they probably should be back soon. But do do we have to temper expectations a little bit just because they're playing the Lakers team who, despite having, you know, seven future Hall of Famers, just doesn't seem to have a lot of talent? Yeah, it's it's weird. I guess it's not that weird. They have a lot of guys that just aren't (laughs) very good at basketball. Uh, Or at least are... Are not currently very good at basketball. They're flawed at one side of the court. Yeah. You know, like... If they play their defensive guys, like they're just nothing on offense. And if they play their offensive guys, they're just nothing on defense. And so Frank Vogel's got a tough job over there, especially if if Russell Westbrook is going to kind of flounder like he has early in his Lakers career. Um, so, yeah, it, it's not like beating a juggernaut of a team when you beat a Lakers team that's clearly, clearly searching for itself. But still, still a good win. Like Anthony Davis and LeBron were – were great early on. Like, they were fantastic. Anthony Davis dominated the first quarter. LeBron was hitting tough shots. Uh, He clearly had, like, a little juice in his return. First time he's played in a while. Obviously, he gets up for for games against the Celtics. And the Celtics just kind of weathered it. And I thought, you know, I thought Ime's decision to have Marcus Smart play with the second unit was huge. 
And, you know, the Celtics have had stretches where they've had Schroeder run the show with the second unit. They've had stretches where they basically had, like, no – none of their primary creators with the second unit. And they actually had one in the first quarter tonight. Um, but putting Smart back in there, I just feel like things run more smoothly when Marcus Smart is on the court for this Celtics team. He's caught a lot of heat over the years, but he's running the show right now as a point guard. He's looking for the right things. I mean, tonight he scored a lot, but he hasn't done that a lot this season. But it's more just the process of what he's doing, like really, really hunting for for good opportunities. And I, I feel like it's probably time to address how well Marcus Smart has played because the shooting percentages are suspect. Um, like they're not good at all. Obviously, he's he hasn't scored a ton, but I, I just feel like he's been so important to the way the Celtics have played on both ends of the court. Defensively, obviously, like everyone knows about that, but I just feel like like the maturity that he's shown at the point guard position has been huge for this team and and the the on off numbers show. Like Marcus Smart has been hugely important to this team, and I just feel like when when he's in charge, um, there's just a, a different level of maturity that the Celtics play with uh, a different level of, and I guess it's ironic because, you know, his shot selection isn't always great, but a, a different level of um, smarts when it comes to Ooh, well done. <laughs> searching for, for better shots. I, I feel like he's been very, very good for them in that role of the season. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's something that this email talked about kind of emphasizing before the season started is like, we want the ball in Marcus Smart's hands. We want him to be the point guard. And, I don't know if they got away from it or it's just kind of like with the struggles early on in the year, but it seems like the ball's like kind of finding his hand more. And it was interesting. You're right to see him with the second unit. The end of the first quarter I thought was huge. I think he scored like uh, three straight buckets uh, and just really kept the team in the game um, when it was, they were down 14, but and it only ended up being down eight to end that first quarter. But yeah, that me right, and Richardson were both very good at the end of the first quarter to kind of keep him afloat. I have to continue being my uh, mea culpa for Josh Richardson. Um, yeah. He dropped 15 yeah. points tonight. He's just been very solid, but he is game high. Um, Going to do a classic podcast thing and look at a uh, single game plus minus, but game high plus 27 for Richardson tonight. He just felt very solid, making the right play, um, knocked down some shots. He's like – I think I would, uh, just thinking about him, like you criticize, I, I Chris criticize him for being a mid range player. Um, but he's got a pretty solid, like kind of crafty mid range game and is doing, uh, like this, uh, Lakers went to a zone and he attacked it immediately. And like he makes some, some crafty plays in the mid range. And I just think he's been a, a pretty solid, uh, for them off the bench. Um, and he hasn't he, forced much. You know, I, I think when you look at his past, like sometimes he would force things. Like you look at, it, he's not shooting particularly well from from three. Like after a pretty hot start, he's down to thirty two percent from three. But it's just like he hasn't forced much. He's been a pretty solid, solid, steady performer for a team that really needs that. Um, especially with the way that some of the depth pieces have kind of either not played well or been thrust into different roles because Jalen Brown's been out for so long. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild how long many games Jalen has been out now. It seems like he's probably... If I had to predict, we'll play. Um, I don't know if he's going to play against the Thunder, but we'll be back soon because it seems questionable on the injury report heading into this game. But you have to feel pretty good about what the Celtics have done in his absence. Um, over the last nine games, they're six and three and uh, second in defensive rating over those nine games, 15th in offensive rating. But the tonight's game against the Lakers, like their offensive rating jumped. I think a, a full point per 100 possessions, but they're a third best net rating over the last nine games. It really feels like it starts for them on the defensive end. And I think the offensive explosion tonight um, has more to do with the Lakers just being very, very bad. But uh, it's a great sign for them to, to be able to kind of put up the defensive performance they did in the final three quarters and to see kind of Jason Tatum returning to form. Um, and he's dropped 30 plus uh, on multiple on back-to-back performances like that's that's the formula for the Celtics it's going to be very tough defense and it's going to be Jason Tatum kind of leading the scoring and if they can get kind of uh performances to complement that from Schroeder from Smart uh and from guys like Richardson and from can't believe we haven't brought even brought it up yet Al Horford just doing the little things doing a little bit of everything tonight but Al Horford with another just like great defensive performance um, that's the formula for the Celtics. It's going to be a tenacious defense, Jason Tatum leading the scoring, and then kind of getting uh, complimentary performances from all the other guys. Yeah. And, I mean, Horford has just been so good defensively all season. Like, he has been just great defensively. Um, like, he should be up there when you talk about all defensive team possibilities. It's very early for that, obviously. but But he's been – extremely good defensively. Their defense has been awesome with him on the court. And he just kind of guards everybody. He's he's guarded big guys. He's switched out on the guards. He's quarterback in the defense. He's just kind of a, a do-it-all presence for them. Um, <coughs> I think his, his start has kind of been pretty promising considering his age, considering, you know, the last couple of years, things were kind of weird, whether he was – not super effective in Philadelphia or just sent sent home by the Thunder. <laughs> um I, I just feel like like he has shown that he still has a high level and some really good basketball to play. So that's that's very promising. Um yeah, I, I just think and especially 
like last year, you know, when they were playing Jalen or Tatum at power forward, you know, we can we can talk all about the downside of playing a bigger starting lineup. Um, but even when he's next to Grant Williams, like there's just more physicality there. And when he's next to Robert Williams, there's far more size and physicality. Um, and so like a team like the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis, like sometimes that size could overwhelm the Celtics. But I just feel like with Horford out there and they're, they're trying to play a, a little bigger, whether it's with Grant or Robert Williams, um, it it just gives them a different level of physicality to kind of hold up to to the bigger teams in the league. And, and I think that's important. And obviously that's one of the things that they kind of stressed um, that they've stressed since day one is like they want Tatum and Brown to play a lot at the two and three and they want to play a little bigger at the four if they can, whether it's with Grant or Al. And and I, I think that's really helped them reestablish a defensive identity. I think Grant, he didn't like do much on the box score tonight, but I do think he did like provided that solid physicality and that size. And it's like, it's not like he's ever going to shut down um, LeBron or AD, but he was able to just like throw a body on them and play solid defense on them, which I just think is like, one, it's like Tatum doesn't have to go like go to work really guarding those guys, and I just thought it was like a, a just a solid effort from Grant tonight. Um, and he's done a pretty good job kind of filling in in that uh, four position when uh, Jalen and Rob have been hurt. So I thought it was like a, a just a solid performance, pretty much from everyone on the roster. Even even Ennis tonight wasn't terrible. Uh, he wasn't great, but uh, plus twenty one in his. Uh, his 15 or 16 minutes game plus minus. Well, we'll try that again. Um, any other observations, I guess, from this game, other than that one possession where Romeo Langford absolutely put the clamps on LeBron James. I mean, anything other, uh, stand out for you, um, from this kind of just beating up of a, of a, just a bad, bad Lakers team. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're appreciating a little. Shitting on the Lakers. Um, it's it's good fun. Uh, it just means a little bit more. I mean, but I don't know. It, it really was kind of shocking how kind of just helpless the Lakers felt in the second half, where they just like could not get a stop. Um, and then no matter like the, this, like the Celtics, the Lakers never really got it within eight, and it felt like the Lakers struggled on both ends of the ball where. Either they were having Russell Westbrook do things, which is never a good option, or it was just LeBron and AD taking ridiculous fadeaways. And like, they worked for them in the first quarter. LeBron, AD hit one of those crazy ones high off the glass. LeBron hits like a ridiculous shot um, behind the ba- basically backboard. But um, I mean, the Lakers, the Celtics did what a good team needs to do and just uh, beat a bad team, you know? <laughs> so, one of those subplots that I enjoyed about the game was Dennis Schroeder chirping at Russ after the Celtics would leave Russ wide open and he'd miss. And Schroeder was just chirping at him. And then finally Russ hit one and like went, went took like a few steps towards Schroeder so that he could chirp back. That was one of my favorite things of the game. I feel like those, both those guys are just feisty competitors. And so, and obviously the game meant a lot to Schroeder. Like he didn't love the way things went in LA last season for him. And he's appreciating that he's kind of getting a chance to show more of his stuff with the Celtics. And he said he was hurting a little bit, twisted his ankle pretty bad against Atlanta, but really, really wanted to play. Um, 
the Celt- like they really wanted. It's weird to have Russell Westbrook, like former MVP of the entire league, and guys are just like, yeah, like we want him with the ball. We want him doing whatever. And like the crowd is like daring him to shoot. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize they were chirping back and forth. That makes it uh, all much better. How cool did Dennis look in his shades in his post game press conference? Oh, and he he also had the the great look, which was he had his AirPods in. <laughs> oh, I love it. He couldn't even be bothered. He just been, had the just... shades, had the AirPods. He only took out one, and he only took it out like just as questions were starting. He also carried a laptop into the press conference and just set it down on the. The podium, which is where I'm at right now, by the way. I'm recording this live from the press conference podium. It's a podium game for the kid. <laughs> um, uh, you know who else was on that podium tonight? It was um, the kid. The the uh, Does he deserve the nickname more than you? Evan Turner um, oh, FaceTimed, yes. <laughs> FaceTimed yes. in by Jason Tatum. Uh, another great moment after a, a big win. That was awesome. Evan Turner. And then he said he wanted Scal's job. And then, Which I then think Tatum, he could take. Tatum, was, Tatum <laughs> he told Turner, he's like, I gotta, I gotta go do my job now. And Turner was like, basically, like, motherfucker, you've already done your job. You just had thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's no, pretty true. But now you got to sit there and talk to us assholes. Speaking so, of uh, Evan uh, Turner's face, of legends out there, I also want to shout out um, Cedric Maxwell. For smoking a cigar or fake smoking a cigar right in um, uh, Michael Thompson's face uh, with five minutes left to go in the game. Um, yeah, that's just that's just ultimate bragging. Um, I think that's going to do it from us. A quick little sh- uh, short post game podcast as the Celtics are now get back to five hundred. <laughs> you know, it's this is probably the best the uh, uh, Celtics fans have felt after being uh, eight and eight in the season or being five hundred sixteen games into the season, but. When you have a, a 22 point win, a blowout against the Lakers, against LeBron James, um, there's no reason not to feel good. Um, just don't be furious tomorrow night when they, they're going to lose to the Thunder. Like it's a, it has all the makings of a letdown game. Thunder are scrappy. Well, you're calling a loss. I'm, I'm, I'm not the I'm, most optimistic guy in world history, and he's calling a loss to the Thunder. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised by a loss. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm still gonna be optimistic tomorrow if they lose to the Thunder. I wouldn't be surprised by one. Just, I, I'm a little disappointed in you. I thought you were more <laughs> optimistic than this. I don't well, even know you anymore. I calls him out. I sees him, and um, is. <laughs> Is pooping in your pants and sitting down in a wheelchair, is is that potable, JK? We just proved it's potable. <laughs> Absolutely anything, anything is potable. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back later next week with more Celtics talk from The Athletic. I was about to scream anything is potable again, but people are trying to sleep in this house. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back later. Peace. <laughs>